Welcome back, everybody, to the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Kobe and Dutt, and we are happy to be back here after a, a short little holiday season yeah, for yeah, us. We, we, we skipped one week worth of taping. That's uh, right. I haven't even seen you since Christmas Eve. Did you have um, good holidays? Yeah, it's been busy, man. Been busy. Yeah, Bowl games I'm, and grandchild. and You over, you over the, the morning? Uh, uh, you know. No. <laughs> no. I'm sure we'll talk about it. Nah. About that more when we get deeper into the show. Yeah, but, uh, let's let's save some of there. let's save some of that for uh, for the topic of college football for okay. sure. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, no, it was a good holiday season. I hope everybody had a good holiday. I, I know we did and enjoyed family and and a lot of good food and a lot of good drink. And we did give out the twenty five dollar uh, to one of our listeners. Her name was Danielle. Thanks, Danielle, for uh, liking and sharing our content. Absolutely. We we appreciate that and. You guys continue to follow us for some more giveaways. We hope to amp up our giveaways as we go along and, and improve our following for sure. You know? Absolutely. It's all Absolutely. about giving back. That's right. That's right. That's it. All right, well, you want to dive right into this week's show? Well, let's tell everybody what we do. I mean, at least at least I better remember to tell everybody we, we talk sports and we drink bourbon. And, of course, at the end of our, our podcast, we're always going to rate some bourbon. Right, Cole and now we're going to give you some background. That's right. And we actually split the episode in, into two parts. Uh, that's the, it. The sports talks that's that true. we do over here at the poker table. We'll drop that. I'm on. already a little rusty uh, on on how we do things yeah. around here, but so whatever. We'll, we'll drop that on Wednesday, and then uh, the the part that we do at the bar where we do the rating of the bourbon, we yeah, that'll be part two, and we'll drop that on Friday. So sweet. So, all right, let's... Uh, let's we, got, we got a lot to talk about. Yeah, because, you know, we got two weeks worth of stuff, so we need to try to keep it short so we... Talk know. fast? Yeah, exactly. I'm uh, not a fast talker, but I will talk fast as I can. But uh, since since we last uh, recorded, there two more legends have passed. Yep. Franco Harris of the Immaculate Reception, he passed. And, of course, he passed... Right when, know. right when they were doing the special 50-year anniversary of the uh, Immaculate Reception. Horrible timing. Horrible and, timing on that for and, him. Yeah, well, family. it was terrible timing. And then uh, the other, uh, Pele, you know, passed. And we talked a little bit about him being in the GOAT conversation with, with yeah. Messi. And, uh, so, yeah, that, the, the soccer world lost a legend. Actually, I think it's Messi and Maradona in the conversation with Pele. Right. But you know, that's, right. I'm not gonna nitpick you on that one. Yeah, no, I mean, I, Pele I, was before your time following actually, soccer. Actually, I went and saw. Well, Pele. I mean, you lived in New York, the New I, York area. Yeah, so, I, I saw I mean, him play when he was a Cosmo. Oh, okay, well, at, you at got the, a you got a definite old, one at, up on most people. Yeah, then. at the old Meadowlands, it would have been the early '70s uh, when when he was playing for the Cosmos after he had retired from. Oh yeah, from the Brazilian team. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, both of those guys passed. So. You've seen a lot of goats. You've seen a lot I of have. goats live, in, man. Yeah, really? yeah, in my lifetime. Pele, I, I didn't know the Pele one. That certainly adds a little yeah. extra to your goat list. Yeah, yeah. I might have to. I might have to actually jot it down one day and just see who all I've seen yeah. and and who I haven't seen. But most of the ones since that that were playing during my lifetime, I made it a point to get out and catch one of their games. So. Yeah, Franco, man, Franco's. Passing was rather sudden and tragic, you know, and it was uh, touching. I don't know if you watched the Penn State game, the Penn State bowl game. You know, I did they, not. they made tributes, obviously, okay. and yeah. that was pretty cool. And uh, you know, it just really sucked that he 
I mean, it sucks to die, I'm sure. Right. Sure, at any point. But, I mean, he dies the week that he's going to be enshrined, you know. And Pittsburgh yeah. is not very uh, generous no, in terms of a ring we, of honor right, at all. Right. So, I mean, to be inducted in Pittsburgh's ring of honor, that's pretty illustrious company. So, yeah. Um, but I did. It was fun to watch the, the presentation. It was touching. So, yeah, that was that was touching. Yeah, and then uh, me and you both had this this next one with J.J. Uh, Watt announcing his retirement. Yeah. And, uh, went healthy. Oh, man. From walk-on to Canton enshrinement. Oh, I yeah, mean, he's first, first ballot Hall first of Famer. Ballot. No yeah, yeah. I mean, went healthy, you're right. He went was healthy. He was super unstoppable. Three-time defensive player of the year. I think I read that there's only been two other players that have done that, and that's – LT and Aaron Donald. Yeah, those that's, are, that's those pretty are good only, company. Oh yeah, those, those are the only three that have ever won. Three. And off the field, oh yeah, he's was quite generous and very yes. a lot of humanitarian work he, he, in he, Houston. He won the Walter Payton yeah, Man exactly. of the Year award. Uh, so. You know, the year that they had the the floodings, and he was so huge in in that whole. That's right. A lot of respect for JJ Watt. Yeah, for yeah, sure. he's going to be missed, and you know, I, I think he's. He's going out on on his terms on top. Um, he, I don't think you know he's done by any means as far as playing. No, I think he could still contribute, and I think uh, he's he's almost like a coach player. I was I was just on the field. I, yeah, I was just about to say because I've been watching. You know, I talked about the hard knocks with the Detroit Lions. Well, now they're doing the in season, and it's with the Cardinals. Oh, okay. And so I did. I have gotten to see the coaching side of JJ Watts, which he. A lot of times you get these Hall of Fame players, and they they don't want to go out of their way, and, and yeah, they're you know they, they're, they're a more, little different, different type yeah, of person. A but lot of he goes out of his way to coach up the younger players and give them pointers and techniques, and I could see him getting into coaching if he wants to, and yeah. I, he'd be a hell of a coach if he does decide to do that. Just from the little bit I I see of his interactions on that show, hmm. that's good, man. Yeah. Great career. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, I want to also toast. Uh, I want to also toast our very own Bryce Young and Will Anderson um, for both of those guys coming back and playing in our bowl game. I think it showed tremendous character, um, and it actually showed more more of a loyalty to their teammates than it did anything in the. You know, Will Anderson, I think, said it best when he said, you know, I've been telling these guys all year long, all off season, we got to do this, we got to do that. And he's been leading them as a captain. Yeah. And he said, I just couldn't walk away right. knowing what I've been saying all the time, you know, all yeah, it's along. It's not just so, about talking the talk. You got to walk the right. walk. But, yeah, you, you, you said the key word there, lead. Uh, that was leadership. You know, it made me think uh, Jackson – Smith and Jigba, who opted out for the Ohio State, if he had not opted out after Harrison gets hurt. Sure, they got they another may, weapon. They, yeah, they got another weapon, and maybe they don't lose that game. To and, and, you know, I mean, we I don't want to beat up anybody, right. you know, because I, we, we've said it before on the show. You and I both agree that we totally support any player of that caliber that opts out because they're risking it all yes. by playing. Yes. I mean, I was, I was literally worried for – for both of them, yeah, the whole game. I was like, please, well, I, just I, don't let that's anything what I, happen. I kept saying, okay, it's time to take Bryce out of the game. You know, this game is in hand. Let's 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 
take him out and put in the backups. And I kept thinking, okay, after this possession, he's coming out. Okay, nope. nope. After this possession, okay, nope. At the end of the third, you know, just kept going and going. But it did – I thought it was a classy move what uh, Saban did Give by him. putting him in for one play. Sure. And then – Selling yeah. out for him so that he could get that standing ovation from all the, the Bama fans. Yeah, no, no doubt that was that was. So yeah, they're they're going to be missed as 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 well as the other guys that are turning pro. Yeah, I'm gonna miss Bryce, man. I, I'm a, I'm gonna miss Will too, obviously. But right, man. I, Bryce, this is something about some about a quarterback that you absolutely have 100 percent faith in mm-hmm. when they take every snap and they're almost. Very rarely do you ever second guess a decision he's made, and you know he's not got a big stature. You know, right. of course he's he's not got the biggest arm, but he makes the cor- correct reads. He reads defenses post, I mean pre and post snap, mm-hmm. almost correctly. So his gonna, elusiveness, yeah, his, just man, it's just gonna. He's got a, it's like he's got a sixth sense where he can just feel the pressure. And we've had some really good ones. To me, we've had some really good ones, but to me, to me, he's the best Alabama QB uh, ever. He's the best quarterback I've seen come through Alabama. See, I, sure. I, I started to see if you wanted to do a, a diss or respect for this first episode of of 2023, uh, but there was so much to talk about that I was like, well, maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, well, I mean, we got a lot to talk but about. That was going to be one of my questions: uh, diss or respect Bryce Young, the best. Alabama quarterback oh, ever. Oh man, uh, to- easily the best Alabama quarterback ever. I mean, and if you if you go back and look, you know, even th- this year, for example, we lacked we lacked that outside threat. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got we got a good receiving room. Don't get me wrong; I think we have a lot of talent, but it's a lot of young talent, right? And I mean, he basically willed that team to you know that record. What, what were we eleven and two? After the bowl, yes. So we were eleven and two, and I and in my opinion, Actually, I mean, been twelve and two after the bowl. And Jalen Milrow obviously Early. gets gets credit for one of them dubs, you know. Yeah, but yeah. still, yet yeah. I mean, Bryce Bryce willed us to that record. Clearly, our best player yeah. on the field. No, no disrespect to Will. Well, Will, and Bryce and Will have a chance to make history in the draft if they can go one two. Yeah, that would be that'd be sweet. I'd like to see it. All right. That's it. For, Is that all you yeah, got? That's it for my toast, man. Okay. Well, I mean, I think uh, there's many other. I mean, I would also like to throw out, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of love to Martina Navratilova yeah, yeah. too. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I not, forgot about. I, I, did, wanna, I did see that. Yeah. That, that was, and bad news upon bad news. You know, you know take, yesterday you, you take away Serena and Martina's probably the goat. Yeah. In yeah. women's tennis. So. That's right. So okay. I hope. Speedy recovery. I hope you come through that one, Martina. Yeah, hopefully. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Franco, Pele, JJ, Will, Bryce, <laughs> Will, Bryce, Martina, <laughs> Martina. Here's to you. Here's to you. Cheers. Mm-mm-mm. I gotta sip on that one a little bit slower. I'm. Well, I've had a little bourbon over the holiday. Yeah. Not a lot of bourbon, but a little bourbon. <laughs> so what? What are you drinking? I'm, I got Russell. Russell Ten. Okay. Love it. Yeah, I, I went with uh, the uh, wild turkey rare breed. Rare breed, that's yeah, a good one. I hadn't had any of it since we since we raided it that night, we, yeah. and we liked it. So I was yeah. like, well, let me get a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, those are good ones. I'll be sipping on that one all most of the night. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, move from the good to the bad and 
Talk about our scumbags of the week. Let's do it. So you want me to go first, or you want to go first? I started the toast. You can start the scumbags. Yeah, I'll start the scumbag. It's in your own backyard. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Kayvon Thibodeau, ma'am. Defensive end, New York Giants. He my scumbag of the week. What makes him a scumbag? (laughs) Well, he's sitting. He makes a great play, great Mm -hmm. sack, Mm -hmm. and he's gonna make a damn snow angel on the field. While Nick Foles is convulsing beside him, <laughs> <laughs> he's hurt. He's hurt and convulsing. Yeah. I think and in this day, with concurrent conditions of the NFL, and there was poor taste. Now I will say, he probably didn't <laughs> see him convulsing. Although he was hitting, he was hitting him he was, with his hand he as was. he was doing the snow. It was actually I don't want to say laugh, comedy. I mean, but it was funny because his. Teammates looked like they were like trying to get him to stop. <laughs> to stop. But he's yeah. he's now making he did, a snow angel right yeah. beside Nick Foles, as Nick Foles is obviously in distress yeah. from a head injury. I'm I'm guessing. No, no, it was ribs. Ribs. All right. Yeah. Well, he looked like he was convulsing. I thought. Him. I actually thought when I saw the play live that he that Foles got the wind knocked out of him because Foles landed on the ball. I got you. And uh, so I actually thought he would just. Trying to catch his breath, I thought he had the wind knocked out of him, and uh, you know, Tibbs says he didn't know he was hurt. <laughs> it's a good lesson for Tibbs. Hey, hey, check your check the quarterback's pulse before you. Uh... Ah, it was a bit of a stretch, scumbag. You know, I'd like the dude. The dude's had a good rookie year. I just yeah. thought that. Now the, the a bunch of the Colts players were were ripping them. Sure, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. And yeah, then, I mean, it, 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 I'm sitting there watching, and I'm like. Dude, get up. He's laying down his hurt. Because, uh, like I said, I don't think he knew it. The replay but, looked really bad. Yeah. The replay of it looks really bad. But, anyway, that's my scumbag of the week. All right. Well, my scumbag of the week, and it was it was an on-again, off-again, on-again scumbag for me. Because uh, I, I, started, I started out with him as my scumbag, and then I changed my mind. And and then I went back to him again, <laughs> and uh, that's Skip Drum Bayless. Skip Bayless. Bayless. Let me let me read the tweet so that I don't get it wrong. But well, you better preface. Well, yeah, let me preface. So during the Monday Night Football game, uh, Damar Hamlin, and we'll talk more about it, you know, after we get the scumbag out of the way. But he basically went into cardiac arrest, and so right after it happened, or. You know, I think it was probably while he was still laying on yeah, the field. Yeah, it was still during the, the initial timeout. For so, so, Skip tweets, No doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of this game, dash, but how? This late in the season, game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, dot, 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 which suddenly seems so irrelevant. And so, I at first, I was like, how can he put a football game above – you know, a player's life, and a lot. And as soon as this tweet went out, everybody across the NFL, all the players, yeah, were ripping him a new one. And then he came out and said, "No, no, 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 you misunderstood what I was trying to say." You know, because he he ends it with, you know, basically saying that the the outcome of the regular season is suddenly irrelevant. so irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But the way he worded the whole tweet and. The timing, uh, 
It's just not a good. You're you're a journalist. Don't put something out there that can be misconstrued. Yeah, but he's a he's a poor he's a piece, journalist. Yeah, he's a piece I of think. shit. I he's mean, a shock jock. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's why when when you create this persona, people are automatically gonna read it negatively. Wrong. Yeah, exactly. Because of the persona sure. you created. Exactly. And you know, so I. Yeah, the perception, the perception. You know, it's just wrong timing on his part. I I read it. 50 different times trying to read it differently and how I would perceive it. And just to be honest with you, knowing and following Skip Bayless as much as I have. And I mean, I don't, I don't really care much for the dude anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just knowing him and some of his outrageous takes that he has anyway, he's just doing it. He just did it to be one of the first out there. Right. It was poor timing. Just, it wasn't, it wasn't the right time. Well, and the main thing that made me decide to, keep him as my scumbag was uh Shannon Sharp, yeah. his his partner, uh on Undisputed, decided not to show up for work today. So he was so so disgusted by Skip's tweet that he didn't even go to work. Yeah. And, Guilty by association. And the, the, the network doesn't know, you know, when or if he plans on returning to work. So So that's why I went back to to skip as my scumbag. I think it's a good scumbag. I kind of figured you were going to go that route. Well, you know, Skip's one of those guys that I can make him my scumbag every week. I mean, he, <laughs> he's, he like is. I said, he's got some very outlandish takes, man. And, yeah. And uh, to well, put him up know. there, you know, his partner's a, a Hall of Famer. And I like and, Shannon. Oh, I like Shannon a lot. And, and, and I, you know, I actually do wish Shannon would leave the show. In these in these kind of situations, in these subject matter, you know, like what happened last night in the game, I kind of always, I don't want to hear from, I don't want to hear from journalists. Right. I want to hear from the players, I was the actually, ex-players. You know, and I know ESPN, they tried their best to, to handle it in the best way possible, but I was actually, while I was watching, a little disappointed in, in Susie Colbert uh, when they cut to her in the studio. And I know it, she's trying to, you know, yeah. Come up with what to say in that moment, and that can't be easy. And you know, I've never liked Booger, but Booger, Booger handled it beautifully. Yeah, Booger came off a lot better. Yeah, that's the first time I've Ryan ever enjoyed Clark. really listening yeah. to Booger because he was on point. Yeah, he was. He was. And uh, I was a little disappointed in in Susie. Uh, Adam Sil, what is it? Silver? Um, no, uh, he was. And then I, he was now I'm pulling, a, I'm pulling was, a Dustin. I yeah, can't, <laughs> I can't <laughs> remember his name. I can't remember his name either. We should. What's he's a, uh, yeah. at any rate? He was at a loss of words. Man. Yeah, he, he didn't was. have much to offer. But well, let's just, while we're talking about the, that situation, let's just go ahead and, and yeah. talk about. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to beat. You know, talk about it too much because right. it's on. It was on it's everything been today. On all all day. It was on everything except undisputed. <laughs> undisputed. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, it, it's just one of those, supposedly it's just one of those freak accidents yeah. where the timing caught the heart beat at the, the right split second. And uh, I mean, it, it brought tears to my eyes. I was crying. Yeah, well, it was, uh, it was scary. You know, it was the scariest thing I've seen. You know, I didn't, I guess I didn't live through really the Daryl Stingley. Right. And I don't even know if, if what. I don't Stingley know if was that paralyzed. Was, was that a that Monday was, night game? Or I was, think it was a Monday night. Now, I there, wanna, there was one player 
that I was reading about that has died on the field from a heart attack. Hmm. But it was a long time ago. Long. Uh, yeah, so anyway, last night it, 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 it was uh, – it was hard to watch, you know, yeah. especially when you, when you, you know, initially when he, when he laid there and, and collapsed and laid down, you know, I, I saw, I was telling, telling my significant other, this is bad yeah. because you could tell by the players. Reactions the players reactions were really that there's something really bad. And the fact that the ambulance was out there yeah, on quick. the field. Yeah. You know, usually the ambulance doesn't go on the field. Right. Exactly. And the ambulance was on the field. And you, like you said, the players' reactions—you knew. It I kind of thought serious. maybe the helmet hit him in the throat, and maybe his throat had swollen, and he was not getting oxygen. Right. I, I was coming up with all these scenarios. Certainly not the the one that actually happened, you know. Right. And of course, you know, watching it un, unfold before you, you couldn't really see the CPR. And right, the, because all the players were yeah, surrounding you couldn't them. See what was going on, yeah. but. Clearly, you could tell by the players' reactions that it was really—it wasn't a broken bone. It was right. really bad. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, because he—he made the tackle, he made the play, he stood up, and then collapsed. Right. And uh, yeah, it was a scary sight. And then you start having all these thoughts of back and, when we played football, when our kids played football, you know. And it's yeah, it's a you know, life it's is a, precious. It's a violent game, you know, and even at the levels that. You know, you played at a higher level than I did, but, um, you know, even at the high school level, you know, I can remember a lot of contact that was violent. Yeah. You know, I can't imagine at the NFL level where the speed and the size are so much different. Right. You know, so, you know, the collisions are just incredibly violent. So, so anyway, Damar, we're, we're praying for you. Hope you get better. Uh, last I heard he was, you know, in, in a induced coma which is what kind of the protocol for right. this is. And uh, so hopefully yeah, hopefully who, he'll come Who out knows what his future holds. Exactly. Um, I know uh, from a from a philanthropist standpoint, he's off to a great start. Yeah. You know, for for as young as he is, you know, he's done a lot of good work in the community. So Yeah, I saw his uh, toy his, drive or whatever had collected like four million dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well last I saw it was like three point. Yeah. You know, so that's that's an um, it's an amazing feat by, you know, everybody watching, contributing yeah. to it. So yeah. maybe that'll give him some positive vibes and help him on his recovery. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're talking about the NFL, uh, playoffs are almost set. Yeah. Uh, you got uh, the NFC. It's pretty much down to the last spot. And uh, the Packers control their destiny. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic where they've yeah. come from. You got the Packers, Seahawks, and Lions are the three teams that are still alive. Packers, Packers and Lions play each play other each Sunday night, winning so, they're in. Yeah, uh, because of the the, the tiebreakers, uh, that's why the, even though the Packers and Seahawks have never played each other, they would have to hold the tiebreaker. Tiebreaker over the Seahawks. Now the Seahawks win and the Lions win, then the Seahawks are in. So really, the Lions. How do the Lions? Get? Uh, the Lions. Need to win, and the Seahawks lose. So the Lions need to beat the Packers. Oh, I get and have the Seahawks lose. I'm actually pulling for the Lions, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm pulling for the Lions. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't think, uh, I don't think the, I don't think the Packers are dangerous. 
even in the playoffs. No. I don't see. I mean, they've they've been pretty sneaky to get back up to 8-8. Eight yeah. eight. Well, I mean, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback. Uh, you got some talent, decent defense. Receivers, young yeah. receivers that are coming on. I do like that the Packers and Lions have to play each other. Yes. You know, throw yeah. it out there. And the Seahawks have to play the Rams. And actually, that game's at 4 o'clock, the Seahawks and Rams. Okay. So, the Lions and Packers will know whether the Seahawks won or lost. So, if the Seahawks lose, that might give the Lions a little extra incentive to, to play a little harder because then the, that would be a winner-take-all game. There you go. If the Seahawks lose against the Rams. The NFC, man, the NFC is schizophrenic. I don't, <laughs> even, I don't even know who to really put up front right well, now. You know, I mean, uh, I think the Eagles, but then they flop. Yeah. Well, but they've also been without Jalen. I know. So, I, know. I don't know if I would say they flop. I think they kind of had a cushion and – Use that cushion to get their quarterback healthy. You know, our our boys are probably going to meet up in the first round of playoffs. Possibly, yeah. The way it stands right now, if we're the Giants are locked in at number six, they can't move up. They can't move down. Oh, okay. They are locked in at number. I six. I knew they had already secured a playoff spot, yeah. but I wasn't sure. They're locked in at six, and then um, the Vikings. Vikings are, are three right there. now. I think if they were to win, and uh, who's number two? Um, San Fran. San Fran loses. Then I think those two could flip flop. I think we finish with the Bears. Okay. Yeah, so I'm that, pretty sure the Vikings finish with the Bears. So. So that should be a win. Should be a W, but the Vikings are just. I mean, who knows what Minnesota right, team shows show up. up for sure? Yeah. Then in the AFC, the Patriots control their own, which is, you know, who thought the Patriots were going to make the playoffs? I mean, we in our preseason we we thought the Patriots and Jets were going to be battling out for last the place last which they point. they kind of are really yeah we're not really off by much right. and most everybody's been off considerably in their the South, preseason especially. predictions in yeah. the AFC for sure yeah well you know and who would have thought the that, Jags that the Jags were going to do what they're going to do and the, the Dolphins the Dolphins were 8 and 3 at one point they've lost five straight and of course Tua having concussion issues so they're already saying he's more than likely not even in consideration for this weekend's game. No, I don't. I don't think and, so. That's kind of why I wore my Tua jersey tonight, just yeah. in you know, in respect for Tua and hope for his speedy recovery. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the the Dolphins play the Jets, but they need the Patriots to lose for them to be a a, a win and end. That's a two horse race in the AFC, man. And it's, then uh, yeah, it's, it's a two. horse Well, race. you know, I, I'm gonna say three horse. All right. Because I think the Bengals, Bills, and Chiefs. Yeah, the bang, the bang, the Bengals are solid for sure. Yeah. They are. Solid. I mean, the Bengals right. have. They still, you know, unfortunately the game got postponed last night, but they were still playing for the number one seed. You know, the yeah, number one seed ain't decided yet. Yeah, the bang, the Bengals have snuck up for sure. They're so, they're consistently good. So yeah, I definitely think the AFC is a, a three three team race. But uh, yeah, you mentioned the Jags. That's. They're playing good, man. They're, they're playing good. What, is, what does that say about Urban Meyer? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll tell you what it says about Urban Meyer. He sucks. And he doesn't deserve a coaching job. There's not a job in this country I would give to Urban Meyer. Right. But that's beside the point. Yeah, no, I, I like uh, I like the Jags, man. I'm, I am happy for Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, to me, has had the weight of, of the world they, on his shoulders. and Them and the Titans are still, you know, it's still – 
Yeah, still up for grabs. I, but, I'm off you know, the Titans, man. I'm I off mean, the Titans you know, without they lost Tannehill. Yeah, without Tannehill, and I almost then, called him Hasselback. Yeah, then they go and. Um, Adam Schefter, by the way. Adam Schefter. <laughs> I knew it was Adam S. I want to say Silver, but that's the commissioner yeah. of the M- NBA. I, see, when you said the Silver, that just totally threw me, and I, then I got that that mental block. But I knew it. Would, I knew and it would Schefter, pop. He's into, a Michigan man. He is. He's a Michigan yeah. man. I should so remember I, that. I knew it would pop back into my head at one point. Um, but uh, what was I saying? Uh, Jags. Oh, the Jags and Titans. Yeah, with you know, you know. The, they got Malik Willis, and then they go and sign Josh Dobbs off of somebody else's practice squad, I know. and then they throw yeah. him right into the starting lineup. And he's been named the starter this coming so, week. So I mean, that's a that's a train wreck. So yeah, that's yeah, that's odd well, for Vrabel too. He's a he's a players' coach. Yeah. That seems seems counterproductive to Malik Willis's psyche. Psyche. Yeah. Thank you. His mentality because you know he's young. He's Fragile, you know, and his having, you know, his confidence shook like that by taking Dobbs from the street. Right. I just don't know about that. Yeah, that, that one shocked me. Anything else you want to mention nah, on the NFL? Nah, that was the about college has been so good. Yeah. So much to talk about. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to briefly step. I'm glad you stepped into the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just a little bit. Just a little bit about what you know what was going on with with Damar Hamlin, and then then. The, you know what the the playoffs pictures are looking like. This has this bowl. This has been the best bowl season ever, in my well. Opinion. I'll, I've been I've been a, just in love with these games. The the tail end of the bowl season, the middle yes. to the tail. Yeah, the, yeah. I don't care about you know the the December nineteenth through the twenty third. Yeah, there's too many bowl games. There is. You know, and you turn on these early ones the first week of bowl season. And there's more people on the sidelines than there is in the stands. Yeah, that's a, that's that's another topic for, for tonight. Really, was the uh, attendance, the attendance. I went down through the bowl games, and the attendance at the bowl games is just. I mean, been who abysmal. wants who wants to go watch a six know, and six right? team play another six and six team unless and just like unless the, you went to that school and just like the fan bases from the Big Ten, you know, they want they're like, well, you you guys in the southeast won't come up and play us in the. In the winter time, well, ain't nobody want to go to a bowl game <laughs> in the winter in the snow. And right. Who wants to go to Boise for a bowl game? Right. You know, nobody wants to go play in that or or be a fan in that. You know, and it's obvious these these bowls. It's obvious that the only the fan bases that travel are are worth right. you know are worth asking to the bowl. So, you know, for some fan bases, they get mad why some SEC schools. Or Big Ten schools, you know, get to some of these bigger, better bowl games. Because they need well, to make the money. You got to make the money. And yep. you got to have fan bases that travel. Yep. Fan bases that if your team really isn't that into it in, in the overall picture, they're still going to travel to watch their team play. Right. And if you look at the attendance throughout the entire country, it's just really it's terrible. How about that green wave? That's a crazy W, man. That's, <laughs> that was I was I was happy for them. I know that yeah, was that's a big win for that program. Would you have ever thought? I mean, I would have never thought Tulane could win over a over a blue, a blue over bar. a team that up until the very end had was, a chance to make the playoffs. Exactly. Yeah, sixteen points in the last four minutes. Insane. That was at the top of my list, man. The Cotton Bowl, the Gator yeah. Bowl was awesome. The Sun Bowl was awesome. I mean, Notre Dame over SC, that mm. was a great game. Yep. That game went back and forth. SC was in in control. 
Pitt over UCLA at the end. I mean, we go on and on. FSU is back. Yep. I think FSU is back. They look out for them in the ACC yeah, next absolutely. year. Absolutely, they got something to say. Oregon over over UNC, and then Arkansas over Kansas. Those were all good games. Yeah. And then, of course, the playoffs. The yeah. playoffs were good. I'm, yeah. Well, I'm, it wasn't very good for for the Big Ten. No, I mean, well, I mean, if you think about it, to me, Ohio had no reason to even be in. To me, they backed in. Yeah. They were fortunate to get in. But then they also proved that any given Saturday. Right. I mean, they, they were hanging. Anybody yeah. can hang. You know, and, and you I've know, seen you, a lot of people talk that it was those were clearly the two best teams in the country. Bullshit. I call bullshit on that. Who were they? Ohio, Ohio State, State and Georgia. Georgia. Just because they had a great game. Yeah. You know, but anybody. But it really, you know, George, where was Georgia's vaunted defense? Well, I mean, like I said, Dude. any any Saturday, it's just the ebb and the flow of the game. Right. It only takes a, an improper game plan for a half of football for you to go in and make adjustments. Right. It only takes. You know, I'm going to say, you know, a couple of hours in the week for you to come up with a with the start of your game plan for it to be wrong. And then you keep running with that game plan. And then first half of the game, you find out it's wrong. Right. You can see where it's easy for a team to come in that shouldn't have been able to win that game, had a chance to win it. Right. And, I mean, you know, and then Michigan with their mistakes. Yeah. I mean. What did you think about the targeting? on the, At the Michigan game? Yeah. Oh, I, I thought it was targeting by the letter of the law, but I'm glad they didn't call it. Right. Because at that point, I felt like TCU had earned the W. Okay. And I didn't want Michigan – I mean, I did <laughs> want Michigan to get another shot at, at getting getting the, the touchdown. But at the same time, I, I was kind of okay. Now, I wasn't okay with the overturned touchdown. See, I – Because he – did juggle it a bit, uh, yeah. And to me, that changes possession I, yeah, a touch. Yeah, I could, yeah, and yeah. they called it a catch and a touchdown. On the field, and how so do they take 15 seconds to overturn that? Right. Now, granted, they were probably like, "Well, technically, he's down at the the one and a half, the half yard line. They're probably going to score. They're not going to fumble." But I was worried from the get-go that we were going to make a mistake, and the call, the play call, was just atrocious. Right. You know who the officiating crew was in that game? Yeah, it's the crew that officiated the Bama-Tennessee yeah. game. Yeah, yeah exactly. The <laughs> freaking flag-happy jackass. At any rate, the officiating overall sucked because, I mean, I don't see how you take 15 seconds to overturn what was called, I thought, properly on on the field, but. Even if it's improper, even if it was to be overturned, that call should have taken longer than 15 right. seconds. How did they go in there and just, boom, yeah, that was clearly down on the half-yard line. But there again, how does Michigan not score from the half-yard line? Because Harbaugh hands it off to a, 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 um, a converted linebacker. Hmm. Come on, man. Why, why do that? Yeah. I don't understand the play call. Sometimes uh, these, these coaches like to get a little too cute. Speaking of Harbaugh, I hear – Carolina Panthers and Harbaugh might be. Nah, I think that's smoke and mirrors, man. <laughs> Har- Harbaugh, Harbaugh's too weird for the NFL. He he don't get along with anybody. He's got like uh, over 700 winning percentage in the oh, NFL. Oh, yeah. No, he's a great coach. No doubt. He's a great coach. He's been there, done that. You know, he's a, he's a good coach because he's been in the NFL. I think that makes a big difference, but he's just weird. I don't think he'll get along with – 
and he'll want control. He'll want control, and Tepper's not going to allow him to have GM responsibility. Yeah. So I don't. I don't believe. I think that's smoke and mirrors. I think that's smoke and mirrors. What else? You want to talk more more about the college playoffs? I mean, let's. And we're let's, about we're about forty minutes in, so let's probably. let's let's talk quickly about the the championship game. What you think? Okay. Well, I. I don't know that TCU can beat Georgia, but I didn't think TCU could beat Michigan, and so I mean I do like I do like the grit that TCU plays with. I like um, Mad Max at quarterback. You know their defense was opportunistic against Michigan. If, if they play like they played, you know if they play that same type of game they played Michigan, I think they got a shot. You know who played the best? Played the best in the, the TCU defense. The coordinator, he made absolutely the best calls at the right. It almost looked like he knew yeah. Michigan's play sheet. Right. It looked like he knew it. I mean, so I, I I'm gonna give full credit to the. I don't even know what his name is. The TCU DC Saban, I think, ought to go after the dude. He was impressive to me. But well, I'm hearing uh, Jeremy Pruitt's name. I'm sure uh, to replace the the DB coach. You know, they're still not. There hadn't been any word on on Bill O'Brien leaving or Pete Golding, uh, no, but there was some talk that uh, J- Jeremy Pruitt might come in and replace. Uh, I can't remember his name now, but the Charles our, our recruit, Charles Kelly, our number one recruiter. Yeah, well, of course Pruitt can recruit. Oh yeah, Pruitt's also. a good. That'd recruiter. be a good. But he's a little sketchy human. Yeah. Well, he's but now a, in the day of nil, you don't have to have a McDonald's bag full of cash. He might be another scumbag. Um, anyway, back on the UGA TCU. Right. I definitely think um, TCU's O line. They were massive, man. They covered up players. They they did. They were they were impressive to me. They're. I mean, I I just think uh, you know. Obviously, I think the game's going to be won with TCU's O line versus Georgia's D line. I mean, that's pretty well, obvious. Well, none of the none of the four teams in the playoffs stood out as just being head and shoulders. Better than, yeah, than any no, of the others. George, Georgia's not 100% the most dominant. Right, and, the, you know, they might not have their, their that second uh, big tight end, Washington. Is right. it Washington? Yeah, he's gone. He's um, gone for the game. I, I'm pretty sure he's gone. He's got a, an ankle sprain, and it, he was in a walking boot. But, uh, I you think, know, that's that that's a big loss for them. TCU's got to have their tailback. He's got to be healthy, that Keandre Miller, Kendra Miller, whatever his name mm-hmm. is, he's got to be – Healthy, but I, I definitely see I definitely see that game as a shootout. I mean, I'm gonna sound like a homer, but to me, the the team that looked the best on New Year's Eve was Alabama. Well, they look good. I don't want to say they looked the best. I mean, they played K State, but well, that K State that beat I know, uh, yeah. TCU any given Saturday. I, get I agree. It. I agree. I get it. No, I I definitely thought Bama looked. I mean, after a sluggish start, mind you. Yeah, which which is typical Alabama. Yeah, especially playing in. Breakfast time, exactly. Which <laughs> they're twenty six and zero. <laughs> horrible time slot. That's what somebody was telling me. Oh, Alabama's twenty six and zero when they play before eleven thirty yeah, Central Time. I said because it's usually that's what I said because it's usually the cupcake games that don't exactly. get on TV. I, mean, I heard it, somebody or, say that too, and I dismissed it because yeah, of that. Yeah, no, it's it has nothing to do with the, the level of competition. No, I mean, we, it has everything to do with the level of competition. Because if you go back and break down our our games against FBS schools. How many first half ten point games are there on that on that list? A lot. Yeah. 
So yeah. no, I was I was definitely pleased with with the dominance. Um, our defense looked really good, man. Really good. Yeah, I think uh, I think those people that uh, were uh, announcing the 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 fall of Alabama, and then with the signing class that that Nick just brought in. I'm glad you brought that up, man. I'm so looking forward to Caleb Downs and Tony Mitchell and Keon Keeley. I watched all the videos of all of our recruits um, over the weekend. And, man, that Downs and – I think Caleb Downs and Keon Keeley. Caleb Downs is probably going to – I mean, we're oh, – You got – I mean, we're losing. You got three of yeah. your starting DBs – no, four starting D if you want to count, uh, you know, like a nickel package. Because you got Ricks, Branch, Battle – and uh, Helams, they're all gone. So there's going to be some open positions next year. I can see Caleb Downs coming in here and starting. Tony Mitchell. Tony Mitchell. Tony Mitchell. Uh, Caleb Downs for sure. And Keon Keeley, man, 6'6", 240. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, a, he looks, I don't usually get excited about offensive linemen, but oh, yeah. Proctor, Proctor, I think he comes in. I think he's our starting right tackle next year. I don't I doubt think, it. I, I think so. Latham goes to left tackle and yeah. Proctor's at right tackle. Yeah, it, it – it's a loaded class, and it was like they were—they got like the top player at each position group almost. Yeah, yeah. Not, it not a, a quarterback, but I mean the two studs coming in at running back. That's what back. I look at. I don't look at overall star factor. I mean, I'm looking at what did we replace with what, and, and when you start talking about top player at each position in the class, that's when you start making impact. Yes, yeah. and I know. hope we don't lose that kicker that's that signed. Because, I mean, I because hope of, not. Because of Riker coming in. Yeah. You know, now. Yeah, he actually has a, three stars. Yeah. That's pretty good for a kicker. And uh, Cormani McLean, now that Rick's is, is turning pro. Declared. There's an open position. He might decide. When's his, has he has he said when he was going to? Um, I haven't, I think, I haven't I think rechecked on I, I think in February. Okay. I think he was waiting until the second signing period. So. Sweet, man. I mean, I think we could talk a lot more. I mean, I could talk a lot more about – I mean, I didn't even get to talk about Steve Wilkes and the Panthers' job. We'll talk about that next week. Right. I mean, you got Alex Ovechkin is up to 8.06 now. Yeah. Um, Donovan Mitchell dropped 71. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pan, uh, the, the, the Hornets passed on Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> and, and the classic thing, uh, you know, after he scored 71 and it would – First thing he wanted to do was send his wishes to Damar. Hmm. You know, so he wasn't even wasn't even about what he did. You know, he said him and the, the whole Cleveland organization. You know, so it was real classy what yeah. what he did. Um, <laughs> Carlos Correa. Yeah. You know, he signed that big contract with the Giants. They failed him on the physical. He mm-hmm. turns around and signs with the Mets like twenty minutes later. <laughs> well, they they're having troubles with his physical now too. Well, I heard I, they said they didn't care. Well, they're gonna have to not care. Exactly. <laughs> they're gonna have to not care, but they didn't do their due diligence on that ankle. And uh, you know, last last episode, I said, uh, "Stop me if you've heard this before." Well, I got another one for you. Stop me if you heard this before. Zion Williamson got hurt. Got hurt. <laughs> He had a nice dunk, though. Yeah. I mean, he's been a beast. Oh, he's definitely a beast. That cat just cannot. Your best ability. Yep. You know, and I'm wondering, is is Tua's fate going to be? Well, I mean, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I I think, uh, I mean, as a Bama fan, I mean, we love Tua. But I 
honestly, I'm worried about his his, his health yeah, going forward too. and his longevity. You know, and he's now got a, a wife and a, yeah. and a young kid. And, 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 you know, he's I think I could definitely see him coaching. I could definitely see Tua maybe moving into coaching, and and yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of hoping. I don't, I don't know. I know he's not ready to give it up, but I mean the the amount of concussions in such it, a short time. Yeah, I think it's time to consider maybe your long term health over your NFL career, right? Because he's definitely got a career either in coaching or a career in, um, you know, public speaking, just telling his story. You know, he's just such a good – he's such a good guy. So, right. yep. prayers for Tua, for sure. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh, – Let's wrap it let's up. Let's wrap this up and uh, go over to the bar. I've got mm-hmm. a Bibb and Tucker over there waiting for us. Mm, Bibb and Tucker. So, we'll uh, we'll taste that, and then we will uh, rate, rate that, that shit. shit. Let's Cheers. See you at the bar. Cheers. <laughs>